Yes, people, it is episode what? It's episode who? It's episode 265 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff. Obviously, how you doing? It is Sunday morning, very early in the morning. It is like half 12. Um, I'm outside the house in the car because I've just driven back from a gig. I've been gigging all weekend, Friday right through to Sunday. Let's start with Friday. Friday was at the stand-up club in Piccadilly, uh, central London. That went well. And then... Saturday, I was at Bangers Comedy at Streatham uh, Space Project. Shout out to Mr. Wolf from the ESM podcast. He was there in the building. And then Sunday, which is today, I was at White City House, old television centre um, at uh, the gig at uh, White City House, part of Soho House, you know, the private member stuff. Uh, yeah, that was Kojo's, um, Kojo's Comedy Corner. There. You can't get tickets for that. Sorry, if you want tickets for a Kojo show, you've got to go to Kojo's Fun House if you want to do that. But until then, uh, yeah, that's where I was. And yeah, man, it was good. Really good. All weekend, all gigs went well. So yeah, gigs went well. Um, it's fun. Um, anything standout happened at any of the gigs? That uh, I mean, I had jerk spring rolls on on saturday at that gig that they were nice proper bags food was lovely i actually need to check the menu again because i knew what i was going to have how did i know what i was going to have did did victor send me a menu beforehand because i had stuff in my mind of what i was going to eat so i must have seen the menu beforehand but that was nice that was a standout non-comedy thing today oh man the joke wrote itself so i just come off stage you know did my thing and a uh, guy came well i was talking in a group of guys uh white guy with a white woman comes so the group of guys is black and there's one black girl in the group but this white guy and white woman come over start talking to the guy next to me and says hey really loved what you just did on stage and all of us all look at each other black people the white woman looks at the black people looking at each other and then she goes no, 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 no. Like, she's clocked exactly what we thought. Like, oh, my God, this guy can't tell the difference in black people. He's like, no, 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 he's blind. And all of us looked like, oh, come on. Just admit you made a mistake in it about your blind. Come on, mate. Just admit you make a mistake. And then, uh, and then he's like, I'm really sorry. I am blind. And I was like, come on. Stop it. Like, come on. I'm looking at his eyes. Uh, not being rude, like... Obviously, there's different levels of blindness, but I'm looking, I was like, he doesn't look blind. He's maintaining eye contact. He shook my hand. He, he's not blind. And she's like, yeah, I'm really sorry. Uh, and then he said, oh, he want to talk to me. He goes, can you take my details? He opened up his phone and the size of the text on his phone, I was like, oh my God, this guy's actually blind. He's not, he, he's not just ignorant. <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so funny, man, because it's just like one of those moments where it's just like, oh my God, can you not tell the difference between black people? And this guy's like, I generally can't see. I I, I heard the guy's voice. I, I felt his presence here. You, you know what I mean? He, got, he came right next to me. So he's like, he's like, come on, guys. In a room full of like a hundred odd people, I, I came pretty close to finding the guy. All right? So shut your face. So no, shout out to him, though, man. So I do need to message him. Um, probably leave a voice note. Because I think that's being a considerate thing to do, right? If someone tells you that they are uh, that they're blind, to actually leave a voice note. 
uh, rather than send them a text. Uh, yeah, but that was that's been my week. Um, Gig wise, then life. What's happened in life? Not much in in life. I don't think. Uh, no. Uh, shower. Shower's broken. Actually, that's what's happened in life. Bloody. But speaking to Wahala, actually, another person on the ESM podcast talking about owning a house. That was just a pain in the ass. And this is the next thing. Hot water's gone. Um, but I learned the terms thermostatic. I've learned the term thermostatic valve. And I've learned the term thermostatic valve has gone <laughs> in the shower. Hot water progressively is getting colder and colder and colder until it was unbearable and it was dud. It was like, we need to get this fixed. So that's happening tomorrow. So I'm hoping to have a nice, powerful, hot shower tomorrow. Uh, working from home, get that shower done in the morning, and then I am going to enjoy that. Cannot wait to be washed and cleaned. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be mm, sumptuous. Uh, so yeah, so got that to uh, to sort out. Um, yeah, that's homeowner life, man. Um, then what else has been going on in my life? I think that's it. I, think if I, I actually have to like look at my calendar to, to remind myself what I've done in the week. Where are we? Um, so that's this week. Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Um, no, that, that's it. That's it. Um, right. Okay. So what's going on in the world? Obviously, we're going to have to talk about Russia and Ukraine. Now, I said last week I didn't know much about it. And then I think I've caught myself up on the issues leading to this. Um, So, I guess it's twofold. So, it's one, the issues leading to it. Now, I, you know, it's like propaganda is a powerful tool, right? And I'm not in my conspiracy theorist bag, right? But propaganda is a powerful tool in the sense of if you keep on banging the narrative long enough, you will forget actual historical, unarguable facts. So, how it's worked is Russia looks like the massive aggressor and is a prick, and Putin is basically Hitler. You know, everyone's basically Hitler. That's that's how people say someone's doing something wrong. You're basically Hitler. you're literally Hitler. Um, so Putin's an arsehole. Russia's arseholes. That, that's how it's portrayed. Um, they're they're attacking the Ukraine. And they're horrible people and don't do any deals with them. And then I've seen a few people posting stuff about, uh, you know, Western media propaganda. I'm just like, what's going on here? I'm seeing a few people, a few people I respect saying it. I'm like, okay, I've, I've missed the beat here. I've missed, I've missed the beat. And then um, someone posted that they're sick and tired of this stupid um, analogy going around about the abused girlfriends, right? Because that's how it's how it's explained in the Western media. And let me try and find that um, that analogy, and then it's something to discuss off the back of that. She didn't tag me. She sent me a picture of it, I believe, too. Right. So here is the the metaf- the analogy. So the Ukraine and Russia crisis in simple terms for those who have no idea what is going on. 
Ukraine used to be in, in an abusive relationship with Russia, feeding him, letting him use her car and giving him whatever he asked for until she built up the confidence to call it quits back in uh, 1991. Since then, Ukraine has been working on herself, become a strong independent woman with help from friends like France, America, Poland, etc., offering her support, loaning her money and helping her find her way. Ukraine has been enjoying her single been single for 30 years and looking forward to continuing to grow and create new friendships. Now Russia being the toxic ex that it, that it is wants her back and doesn't want her meeting new people or creating any new relationships. A couple of weeks ago, Russia started sitting in the front of Ukraine's uh, house, sitting front of Ukraine's house. And when her friends asked him, what was he doing there? He said, oh, nothing, just getting a little bit of exercise. That's all. After her friends told her that Russia was potentially getting ready to do something bad to her, he said, they're lying. They just want you to be scared of me. And that's not what it is. Yesterday, Russia broke into Ukraine's house, beating her up and taking advantage of her while on live stream. A double dog and double dog daring any of her friends to do something about it. And if they do want the smoke. Um, so. That is the metaphor. That is basically how the, it's been portrayed in in uh, in mainstream media, in Western media, in current reporting, right? But if we break down this metaphor, what actually happened? You, you had to, first you had the a revolution, the Orange Revolution in two thousand eight, where I believe the country, uh, you know, went more Western with their politics, okay, um, more American EU leaning, and then. In 2014, they had a democratic election in which a more Russian-leaning, Eastern-leaning, communist-leaning, if you will, uh, government were in place. And what you've got to understand about Ukraine is it's not a wonderful state that's fully operational. It's literally uh, a broken state with two sides. People who want to be more Russian and people who want to be more Western. Um, And then... That's very basic, but then among that is you've got people who've got a very nationalistic ideology, which kind of aligns with the Western views because it's simply we want to be Ukrainian, we're anti-Russian. Uh, but along that is very right-wing that nationalism, so they don't really like any foreigners, including Russians, including black people, including Jewish people. You know, it's a bit like that. So what happened in 2014? You had the maiden. Uh, is it made an uprising it's called where basically America did a coup d'etat they literally set up a coup and they ousted the democratically elected Russian leaning government and installed their own which Russia went you what what the fuck are you doing um, and with that um, going on simultaneously is you've got Sorry, so let's stick on that bit. So you've got that happening. Um, and Russia see that as uh, America meddling in, one, countries that are near them and two, countries that they feel some kind of affiliation to because Ukraine obviously used to be part of the USSR. They used to be part. They see Ukraine as Russian. But I think Putin's actually said that. Um, historically, ethnically, and there's two breakaway states, uh, Donetsk and I think it's Lushansk, and also Crimea as well got actually annexed after the 2014 uprisings. 2014 uh, coup, sorry, uh, Russia went no 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 no. We need to 
take these places that are Russian-led, and to be fair, these places are Russian-led, these people who have been marching to say, hey, this isn't a government that we wanted, we're actually Russian. So it isn't a thing of Russian external influence going in and stealing those parts of Ukraine. It's literally Russian, ethnic Russian people in those areas go, we're more Russian, bun this government thing you lot just did, we're Russian. This is all running parallel with... Um, Obviously, the Cold War between the US and Russia. Um, NATO, obviously the multinational uh, military group, which Ukraine aren't a part of. Ukraine applied to be a part of, but with everything that I've read, apparently Ukraine are never going to be accepted into NATO. Uh, they, they, they don't meet the criteria, but it's just agitating for Russia because they don't want NATO literally on their doorstep. Um, so you got that and then here's the real thing because it's all about the money as the conspiracy theorists say and I'm not saying that's a diss you just follow the money you follow the money you find out what's going on and basically you've got energy energy deals in Europe so Russia is the key supplier of natural gas and uh, what is the other fuel not coal Um, natural gas and Oh my god, I can't think what it is. Let's just say let's just stick with gas. Oil. There you go. Um, <laughs> but um yeah, they're they're literally one of the main suppliers for many European countries, especially EU countries, um, through a pipeline called Nord Stream. Now, they usually funnel their fuel through Poland and through the Ukraine. Poland is a part of NATO, Poland is a part of the EU. Uh, Ukraine is not part of the EU, not part of NATO. Uh, so what happens here is when they're part of the EU, they can be a little bit controlled um, by other forces and a bit leaned on by the US. Not too much, though, because EU and the US don't usually don't actually see eye to eye on many things either. But the Ukraine, though, not being a part of the EU or, uh, or NATO, America kind of meddle bit more and basically the fuel got funneled through those countries so therefore if it's being funneled through those countries america can have a say because they really don't want europe becoming too over reliant on energy coming from russia because if you rely on someone for energy and they cut it off then boy you're left with no fuel no heating no electric that's a powerful position to be in for russia and a weak position for europe to be in. however that deal also is very fucked financially beneficial to russia so they wouldn't want to cut it off either it's kind of like a good deal anyway so the pipeline's called nord stream uh nord stream one very successful uh passes i think it passes through the ukraine and poland but uh together russia and germany agreed to make nord stream two which basically goes through the baltic sea the skips uh, skips poland skips ukraine goes straight into germany and then germany distributes it across europe is this a big deal? No, it's a nice deal between two consenting countries who want to make a deal. However, for America, they're like, no, no, no. That increases Russia's influence in Europe. Therefore, where we can tell Europe what to do, Russia will have a bigger voice and they might be able to tell Europe what to do. And might be able to flip the EU into their, into their pocket, onto their team. Um, obviously, they won't be able to flip NATO because America are part of NATO. So you've got that, and basically there was a small window where this deal, if it was signed, it would make Russia lots of money, it would make Europe a bit beholden uh, to Russia's influence, 
And America went, well, we've got a limited time to basically agitate the shit out of Russia so they kick off and then we can make them look like a bad guy and therefore no one will want to do a deal with them. And lo and behold, you know, what What did we know about the Ukraine before in recent years? Can we remember the 2014 coup? I generally couldn't when someone showed me it. I was like, oh yeah, that thing did happen. So it's, it's, it's not just a thing of Russia just beating up Ukraine. No, it's in their mind. Oh, this is another fact as well. So the far right in, in Ukraine, the government that are running have literally neo-Nazi sentiments, anti-Semitism, all of the bad stuff that we've been, we throw our hands up when it happens in this country, but then it's happening in the Ukraine. And we're like, oh, but they're on our team. So what? You can literally call him Putin Hitler, but then Putin is fighting people who are literal neo-Nazis. You see how messy propaganda can make us make a situation, right? Then, um, so you've got all of that going on. And then within all of this, you've got the whole refugee crisis going on in the Ukraine, where I'm seeing videos of um, of black people being stranded at stations. And it's one of those ones where I don't know what these videos actually show or represent. So the story that's been presented with is that they're letting Ukrainian women out, Ukrainian children out, then Ukrainian men, then Africans. So not letting African women out, African children out. That's what it's being shown in the video. Uh, then I'm seeing people arguing it's not just Africans, there's other groups, there's like there's Indians, there's you know, Caribbean people, there's all these different people, uh, other European countries. So it's not just Africans. Um, then people saying Ukraine are prioritising their people, and a lot of cynics are like, all realists, whatever you want to call them, are like, well, you would prioritise your own country, men. Even my wife said that at no point would I expect the Ukrainian man to prioritise me over a Ukrainian woman in any situation in life, let alone war. And I was like, yeah, true. So you got that part of it. Let's say I don't know what these videos are actually showing. I'm just exploring what I would want to know more information on. So you got that part of it. Then you got asked the question, because you just say, we're seeing black people, just saying African, cool, makes sense. When it comes to geopolitics, people belong to a country. Um, because a lot of people showing images of India with flights of Indian students leaving. Basically have to leave Ukraine, get to Poland, then to fly out from Poland. People are like, what are black countries doing? Because they're seeing bare black people. Well, Jamaica have organised their flights to get their people out. Then I read the statement from... So I thought, well, most of these people are Nigerian. Let me read a statement from Nigeria. Like the... What's the word? The not, embassy, the ambassador in, in uh, Ukraine. And their statement was this. Your personal safety is your responsibility. Stay safe. <laughs> what's it? To, to paraphrase, it was like, stay safe. Abide by the law, get clearance from your student institution if you do want to leave. Is that what? That is wild. Um, but yeah. So you've got that question, like what are actual governments doing to get their people out? That That is a valid question to ask, I think. Um, and yeah, it's crazy. There's some people thinking that, oh, well, the African men, they're there. Uh, between the age of 18 and I can't remember what, it's, it's 60, 
uh, they want to reap the benefits of being in a country, but they don't want to be conscripted. It's like one, it, you can't conscript people who aren't from your country. Uh, two, they're students, meaning they've paid to be there. They're not just freeloading and they're like, oh, I don't want to fight. That's different. If they're freeloading, then fine. But they're not. The students paying into, into this Russian economy, leave them alone, let them get out. Um, do you need to let men, um, women and children out? That's the done thing. So, yeah. But the black women and children, why are you not letting them out? Maybe they should go second then if you really want to make them second class citizens. Let them go second. But don't just leave them empty bags on the table doing nothing. Oh. Anyway. Have I got anything more to say? Uh, does it say empty bags on the table doing nothing? I don't know what that metaphor is even meant to be. <laughs> That's kind of what I said. I said real vim as well. Empty bags on the table doing nothing. I don't know. I'm sticking with it. I'm not going to correct myself. Um, but it's an interesting situation to watch, watch it develop. Uh, you know, it's interesting to see the different takes. Black people going, it's not our war. That's their business. It's like, listen, if a nuclear bomb hits London, it ain't skipping Newham. It's not skipping Brixton or Halston. It's not skipping Tottenham. Yeah, it's levelling the place. We don't want that. All right? Barely down my house for a year. Can't have it levelled by bloody nuclear bombs. No. Because Putin's on smoke. And, you know, you got to just behave yourself when... You know, it's the US and UK behave themselves when the smoky characters get smoky. Kim Jong-un, Putin, they don't want it. They don't want it. Mm-mm. China as well. They don't want it from these guys. The threats stay very professional. So they don't want that. Um, what else? What's been going on this week in the news? Uh, is anything else, is there? Oh, like the Russian things is actually dominated. Um, no. No, 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 no. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where are we? Where are we? How long have I been chatting away for? 22 minutes. Can I get away with just ending the pod there? It's a bit of dear, dear dream. Whacked on the heads. Uh, I reckon I can. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Is there anything else in the news? Just seeing more videos of the Ukraine. Aha! The Ukraine agrees to hold talks with Russia at the Belarusian border. This might just get wrapped up. Because it gets to a point where, you, you know what I mean, your town's getting, your country's getting forked up, man. Right? Because it's like, if you're fighting someone in the street, that's one thing. But you're fighting someone in your own house. There's bare furniture getting bruck up all over the place. And they're just swinging. You're just there like, oh no, that's, that's my mum's vase. <laughs> you can't fight with the same level of vim they can fight with. They're just smashing up your yard. So it gets to a point where you have to be like, alright, 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 all right. everyone, everyone just, just settle, man. I'm gonna just chill. Um, yep. Jeez, this is mad. 
FIFA have announced sanctions against Russia. On Sunday, football's international governing body declared that no international matches will be allowed on Russian territory. In addition, the Russian team will not be able to use the country's name, flag or national anthem. However, the team will be allowed to continue to play in the qualifiers for a place in the 2022 World Cup. Following the news, Poland and Sweden stood by their initial decisions to refuse to play Russia in the upcoming World Cup. Jeez, that's um, I didn't know you could even do that. Uh, yeah, FIFA says Russia can play as RFU team without the country's it's a Russian football association. I don't know. Yeah, mad. What does that even do? Banning the flag. I don't know what that does. Banning the flag and national anthem gets it makes it less Russian. But it's like people say, ban them from Eurovision. It's like, rah, these sanctions are mad. <laughs> the sanctions crack me up, man. Just like. You're talking all smoky in there. When someone starts beating up your friend, you're like, sanctions? Like, no. Nah, it don't work like that, bro. Um, right. Well, I think... Yes, I can't see anything else. Why, why is Memphis Depay trending? Ah, 4-0 win. Okay. Nice. To, and hashtag nukes. Jesus. Let me just make sure nothing's happened. You know what I mean? Go to bed like nothing's happened. Find out Croydon's been wiped off the map. Uh, jeez, yeah, there you go. That's how the talks came about because Russian President Putin orders his defense chiefs to put the country's nuclear deterrence forces on high alert and accuse the West of taking unfriendly steps against his country. Jesus, yeah, these men are mad. But listen, we, yeah, we don't need any bombs going off, all right? Can we just agree? Can we just agree? Right, no bombs, please, please. None of us are bomb proof, we don't want it. Right, let's get on to the dear, dear dream so I can go to bed. I'm just outside my house, like a weirdo, looking like a crazy ex. <laughs> like it's not my house, like I don't have a key just to go inside. Oh dear, right, let's go. Um, uh, no, come on. Jesus, so guilty. Wife forgave me even after I cheated with men and tested positive for HIV. Your wife has no self-esteem. I mean, if she's got HIV, then I guess you're locked in. I'm not sure if that's how it works. But if you haven't, go. Leave. Jesus, dear did you? I've been by since I was in my teens, and though I married a wonderful woman, I sometimes stray with men. I am a male, fifty-nine, and my wife is fifty-seven. We have been together for thirty-three years. Our daughter took her own life two years ago when she was thirty. While our twenty-eight-year-old son is drinking too much and still lives at home with us. Jeez, yeah, your household's a mess, right? I suffer from depression and we are all so sad. After my daughter died, I made some stupid mistakes. I was grief-stricken and turned to having unprotected sex with other men. That proved catastrophic as I was diagnosed with HIV three years ago. And now I live with the guilt of that. My wife and I are still together and she has forgiven me. But I am not sure I can deal with life much longer. See, that's what you've got to do. When someone cheats, you stay with them. Let them stay in the guilt. 
Treat them real nice and everything. <laughs> Let them know, man, I'm fucked up. Um, yeah. Oh, shit, that's it. That's done. You just went, my wife is nice to go. I'm not sure if I can deal with life much longer. Are you talking about killing yourself? Because that is a mood killer. Um, so, yeah, that's a mood killer. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, if your wife's sticking with you, then try to just accept that and then enjoy your life. Enjoy your life, not banging anyone else. And I'm not sure what the procedure is of banging your wife now you've got HIV. I, I don't know, but fuck, that is a wild one, right? Proper wild. All right. No, but dear, 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 I'm totally fixated on man from my wild past and want to leave my husband. Dear Deirdre, I put my wild days behind me when I married a good man, but 12 uh, good man, but twelve years on, a guy from my past has turned my world upside down. What's he done? By the age of 16, I was drinking heavily, dabbling in drugs, and had sex with a few of the boys from my crowd. All right. Looking back, I, well, I see I was completely out of control, always looking for the drama. My parents were devastated when I fell pregnant at 21 after a one-night stand. I was in shock, and the father didn't want to know. I never saw him again. Mum and dad thought... It was the end of the world, but it, but in fact, it forced me to grow up and stop being so selfish. When my baby son was only six months old, I met a guy who would become my husband. He was kind and sensible, unlike anyone I'd been with before. I'm now 35, he's 38, we've been married for 12 years. I was attracted to him, but not as much as other men I'd been with. What does that even mean? So what? I mean, so what? If your partner's not a 10... You, you know, you part of an eight. Fine. And there's tens out there, and you acknowledge there's tens. So what? It doesn't mean, I don't know. Anyway. Life plodded along, and I had another child. In my head, I settled down for the sake of my son, and life was okay. Oh, Jesus. I've never strayed until this other guy came back into my life. He's 36. I couldn't resist meeting him in a hidden country spot. And I loved feeling passion and danger again. We'd meet up for a kiss and hug. You talk about sex. We literally just had a kiss and hug. Because that's mad. Driving the lay-by to have a kiss and a hug. What? The sexual tension was intense. And I'm sure we'd have slept together. But my husband found messages between us. Uh He was devastated. And this other man disappeared. We are now trying to make our marriage work. But it's hard. I'm still obsessed with this other man. I think it's it's been an ego boost for him. Okay, I know my heart does not belong with my husband, but I worry about how I cope with the kids on my own. Here's the thing about reminiscing about things from the past. Nostalgia. Nostalgia changes things. Your brain misremembers. And you keep on, the more you keep on telling yourself a bit of misinformation, the more it becomes embedded in your head as a real thing. So you might think, oh, yeah, it was so good. It was so free being wild with this guy. Oh, he's back in my life. Maybe we can have that wildness again. Nah, love, because you was like 17. You were young. Your hip's gone. Can't do the same things you used to do. All right? His dick's limp. He forgot his blue pills. You think it's going to be the same? You ain't. Really won't be. So just get out of your head. Stick with your husband. Let's say he got with you. Nah, do what? Let's say he got with you. He had like a six-month-old child, which doesn't mean you owe him anything. You are a human being and all. But it's like, come on, you know, there's a lot of guys who wouldn't want to be anywhere near that. 
this guy stepped in, stepped up, and you stepped out. Boo! Um, right, <laughs> last one. Um, uh, okay, this is mad. Dear Deirdre, I can only enjoy sex with my husband if I imagine I am with a curvy woman. I don't know. What? A curvy woman with a dick? Now, what are you imagining the penis is? I don't get it. Dear Deirdre, I have only ever dated, fancied and had sex with men. So why, why have I become increasingly attracted to women? It has got to the point where I can only enjoy sex with my husband if I imagine I'm with a woman. Mud. I'm 38, my husband's 43, we have a son and a daughter together, 12 and 9. Uh, we have a good, solid relationship, and I've always taken pride in talking through any disagreements, but I can't imagine him agreeing uh, that it's fine for me to have sex with women, or that, uh, give it a go, love, you might find out he's okay, or that while he thought he was marrying a heterosexual woman, in fact, he married someone who is bisexual or gay. I can't pinpoint exactly when I started to fantasize about women. It was on a holiday. Oh, so I can, sorry. It was on a holiday in Spain five years ago. We had a gorgeous day on the beach and rounded it off with a couple of beers while the kids enjoyed the last race. An attractive woman from Norway was there. She was blonde, tanned and very curvy. She carried a few extra pounds, but had such body confidence and the love of life that I didn't blame my husband when I spotted him admiring her. That night, I fantasised about having sex with her. Since then, he probably was fantasised about having sex with her as well. You're both just smashing and thinking about Helga. Anyway, since then, the only porn I want uh, to watch involves curvy blondes having sex with another woman and sometimes a man. Listen, just tell your man, look, I want the Norwegian girl to come over and mash us both up. You'd be like, I'm, I'm, I, I have to have a think about it. Yes. My sex stuff with my husband has always been pretty decent. We've tried different positions and venues, but I'm not sure he would appreciate knowing what goes through my head. Trust me, he might. I feel guilt. I feel really guilty. I'm worried this could mean the end of us. and I don't want that to happen. I love my husband and I wish I could close the door to this fantasy. No, bust it wide open. Let her in. Let the fantasy in. Do a madness. Make his life. Make your life. Enjoy life. <laughs> that is my advice for once fulfill the fact pursue it to the end anyway people that is the end of the pod uh 35 minutes that's good enough isn't it all right people i'm done i need to wheel the bin out <laughs> excited all right peace